All right, welcome back to the content that grows. We're here for another exciting topic with Nate Turner. And I think this one is sort of this inevitable felt feeling if you've ever been highly invested in SEO and um, you you get this sense that like the, the craft or the the practice of it is somehow coming at odds to your overall like other SaaS marketing efforts. Um, and so the way we're kind of framing this is, is pure SEO versus SaaS marketing. And when do those things kind of come into conflict at each other and how, why, like, why can that happen? So I was just kind of curious, Nate, if, if maybe you could um, fill that out a little more and like explain a little bit about like what's going on here. What are we seeing? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good that you started by using the word the craft because I do think that's you know a big part of it. And so you know, when I think of like pure SEO, um, you know what comes to mind really is you know folks who are creating a blog that is to be monetized or like an affiliate site, uh, you know, in some way that's um, that's like they have full control. The entire point in existence of that website is organic search and that is the driver of revenue um and i think that is like no matter what every decision made is going to be made through the lens of seo so that's just like pure seo and then where that becomes at odds you know within a SaaS company is um seo is one piece of the puzzle you know and and you have to balance that with product marketing with branding with conversion and the reality is that everyone's in that same boat. It's not just an SEO thing. Like there's uh, the brand marketer who wants the most ideal positioning and has their big picture vision of, of everything. You know, if they could have it just their way, this is how they would do it. And that is because they are um, good at their craft. But the reality is that you do have to have this compromise um, between all these things. And... I think one of the biggest differences and where it comes down and where within a company you can have conflicts of um, perspective and priority is pure SEOs tend to think more like the end of the line being rankings and traffic. Because like I said before, in a, an example of you know affiliate site or something that's generating affiliate revenue and um, like AdSense type of revenue, you're like you've kind of accomplished once you get them to your site and your affiliate is obviously one more step removed, but like, that's the end of the line. Like you've accomplished that. You, you got the, the ad impressions or whatever. Whereas, you know, for SEO or sorry, for SaaS marketing, it's much more like rankings and traffic don't really do anything. You always say like traffic for the sake of traffic, it's gotta be all the way through into business impact with actual leads, pipeline, revenue, and you know, ideally, even understanding your know, lifetime value and bringing in quality customers as well. So, all of that I think really lays the ground that like um, it can lead to conflicts or just misunderstandings of you know, expectations within a SaaS company um, when you're kind of dealing with a pure SEO approach versus understanding the balance and the trade-offs, which we'll get into uh, a little bit as well. Yeah. I definitely feel it in the part you mentioned, which is like conversions and outcomes. 
like like you were saying, you get these affiliate marketers and you can watch them. They're, at, they're in our social feeds, right? Um, and sort of side by side with other people who are educating on, on SEO and agencies and people who are talented at it. Um, and they show monster graphs and they show that like side hustle income report. And I'll see companies sort of sometimes fall into like hiring mm -hmm. for those results. So when they initially come in, they'll talk to you about like, hey, we we want more traffic because basically we think more traffic equals more leads equals more dollars. And to some extent, yeah. that's true. Right. But it's almost like they hired you with a hoping that a framework that would work for maybe a news publishing or affiliate company is is what's going to drive results yeah. for them. But it's like much more challenging to sell a product. So your CTAs are different and your ability to be spammy is drastically removed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the pure SEOs often don't have any identity and brand and you, you can't like embarrass your affiliate site because like who cares? Correct. Yeah. And I, and I like, I have no issue with anyone who wants to do affiliate marketing and, and pursue that. I think, like we said, it's just the, you know, when, when a SaaS company hires more for that skill set or whatever, like that's where you get into issues. And it was certainly seen across the spectrum when I was in house, as well as, um, you know, just working with and talking with a number of, of companies now, like there's, there are still people who have the perspective of like they why would we create anything at all as a company that's not optimized for organic search that's like a kind of a a sign you know that like you're not seeing the value of like you know a, a data report or like something thought leadership or brand forward that ultimately builds the brand and and helps in other ways and then the other is this idea of like hiding you know, SEO content on the website and feeling like this is something that just needs to be over here in the, you know, in the corner or like six cl clicks down. Like we want, we don't want people to find it. We only want search engines to find it, which is maddening uh, in and of itself. But um, yeah, I think that's just some, yeah. some things where we see the, the conflict, uh, you know, again, to kind of continue to play out in that purest SEO approach or mindset versus you know what's actually happening within the SaaS company for sure do you have like specific times when you often see this come up when there's like a specific seo practice where you're going to need to have a conversation and it these things regularly cause the, the headaches usually. i yeah i would say there's three things that typically come to mind uh, and i can go into each of them a little bit but like topic selection uh, just in terms of like what content's going to be created, um, you know, really kind of any page, but like homepage tends to sort of be a bit of a, or can be a bit of a battleground in terms of positioning. What do we want to say? What's a really good hook and a headline? Someone wanting, you know, a priority keyword being in the H1 or the title tag, uh, that kind of stuff. And then uh, I think another is just the, uh, other marketers or other folks in the company thinking that SEO is something that can be just like done. Like, oh, don't worry. Like, we'll we'll give you a chance to look at it for SEO before it goes live. Uh, versus understanding that it's like a foundational thing that should be, you know, from the beginning in terms of site structure or what platform it's built on or any of that kind of stuff um, from there. So, I would say that's the three. And kind of going back to the 
topic selection more specifically um you know a couple of things that we run into a fair amount one is um you know folks really only wanting thought leadership content you know as the type of content and like really cutting edge like forward thinking for the industry which is fantastic and every company should absolutely do that but that shouldn't be the sole like the extent of your content uh, and the other is like I, I once was talking to a founder and they were like I don't want any of that 101 crap on my website like none of the basics like that's embarrassing for us to create content and through conversation it was it kind of evolved and helped him understand like this is not like your platform to impress people with like how much you know and people are not going to think you know you only know the 101 stuff because you're writing about it the reality is like your your ideal customer is searching for the 101 stuff and that's actually how they learn about you and you help pull them in and show them even deeper expertise you have beyond the 101 like here's the 101 thing but were you thinking about x y and z uh, because those are factors too you know and really kind of bridge that that gap and whatnot so i think there's there's a range of stuff there that um folks can kind of feel like it's uh has to be super brand forward thought leadership like you know 401 like high highbrow type of stuff uh when the reality is you're actually just needing to create content that helps your ideal customer adds value to them educates mm -hmm. them solves their problems whatever it might be yeah there's a little bit of stop overthinking it yeah for sure like you know you need a library and these things all kind of tie in together nicely i i think to circle back on like a combination of the couple of things where i often most see the specific examples when um you know you start topic uh, start talking about where like topic selection meets site structure and you're inevitably going to start talking about clustering mm -hmm. um and sometimes within that topic it's almost like even like SaaS content marketers start <laughs> when a SaaS content marketer is talking to like their seo counterpart they almost develop two vocabularies to talk about the same mm. thing so like the content marketer may be more familiar with like, oh, we're creating like this like hub about a, a theme or a topic so that they can navigate and like they, they almost use yeah, more UX yep. based parts, which we all know is a part of SEO. Um, but then clustering gets into a couple of the more technical components of like bridging entities and um, you know, making sure all of these internal links have anchor text that point back and forth. And you'll start kind of nerding yeah. out into that, um, which is sort of like seeing the, the, what is it, the forest for the trees or whatever. You, you like lose thought when you start to dive too yeah. far in. Um, and the other is backlinks. And it kind of, I even see SEOs mess up a little bit on this when trying to like bridge this counterpart and it's just because people don't always understand the way that backlinks work. Um, but when you're talking about pure SEO, it's like people come to you and they just ask for backlinks. They're like, we know this mm -hmm. is important. So like, how do we get a hold of these? How do we buy these? What thing produces these without 
having the like SaaS marketing aspect, which is like, well, if you want backlinks to that, like, are you about to do campaigns about the messaging inside of this? And like, this is really going to be this educational component and you want to go on podcasts to talk about this topic and promote this, you know, specific piece where it's like, there's a whole ecosystem surrounding that, that like makes it a craft of marketing. That's not just SEO. We need backlinks. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, um, I don't know, I, I think for me, this, the balance, you know, and, and like where it comes in, like SEO was my first, like, true discipline and, and what really kind of brought me into the, the entire world of, of SaaS ultimately. Um, so like, I've always had a, a passion for SEO and um and just enjoy learning that and experimenting and and everything that goes with it but i don't even like i wouldn't ever want to be in a scenario where it was just purely like even if it wasn't a SaaS company or like do whatever you want like i don't i don't want to be in that role of like only doing things from the seo perspective because of just having experienced like, I think, you know, at Sprout, we had a very healthy conflict uh, between myself, you know, we had a strong product marketing leader, we had a strong, you know, brand leader. And uh, I think the the conflict and the tension was very, very helpful, um, you know, because I was thinking not just SEO, but uh, like responsible for acquisition. So conversion and SEO, and then kind of had those two pieces, and then they were balancing the others. And I think that most of the time it came out much, much better end product um, for the company, for users, for everything, like for everything, like it was just so much more balanced. And I don't think that it would have been nearly as successful if SEO had just a blank check to do whatever, you know, like I think, I think the overall, it would have not um, gone as well over the, the next few years. So I actually, you know, I think, I don't think it, the perspective should be, oh, I wish I had this, like, you know, no guardrails, I could do whatever I want. Like the SaaS company in SaaS marketing is like holding me back. And I think the the bigger thing is just sort of embracing the, the way that it forces you to be better and really make decisions. And we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in a few minutes on sort of the trade-offs and, and some of that stuff. So, um, but yeah, anyway, I just, that just came to mind. I just wanted to share that. I guess that like, I don't, I, I think that's, I think it's a much healthier perspective in a lot of ways. Um, and allows you to, um, overall as a company generate and, and create a much better product and, and brand and user experience overall. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think, like you said, I think that bridges nicely into like, you know, what's the look and feel of a company does go too far in either direction um, obviously the balance wants to be achieved but i think we all have sort of felt either way like we felt that experience on a website yeah. so i wonder if you have thoughts on that um yeah i mean i think you know on like going too far on the seo side i think most people generally understand or have experienced to some extent like just the it's more almost like more of a feeling like this visceral reaction to like 
Okay, every every feature page is like, you know, whatever. H1, subheading, image, three sections, CTA, like, just very templatized. Every blog post is the same, like, um, so I think there's that aspect. Um, and then you know, hiding SEO content is another one that I mentioned, of just like, uh, from the brand side, like, you're just kind of like, too protective of everything and not interested in like how does optimizing content for search fit into everything and like how do we balance creating optimized content with the, the quality and level of content we want to put in front of people um and then i think another you know going again going too far in, in sort of the non-seo direction is just like refusing to incorporate elements like we know what the search intent is for this topic and, and like if there's a refusal to incorporate some of those elements that we know would help better align this to search intent actually satisfy the search that someone has uh, because there's too much of a bias towards like creative copywriting or something like that so you know i think um there's that and, and there's so many more examples like getting into things that aren't focused on conversions and you know, we haven't talked too much that much about that side of it but um i don't think we really have time to get into to all of that but i think you can probably <laughs> formulate ideas in sort of each scenario of like you know if it was all about product marketing you know it'd be heavily indexed that way like here's some areas that might suffer brand seo conversion like there's all those those areas that each one could go too heavily in one one way for sure yeah, I think um, <laughs> when SEO is done poorly, you know, and, and it's overly invested in, when I say done mm. poorly, like everything we create is going to be for just that. I think that's when you get into the clunkiness that like people talk about when they sort of bash the creation of content for that specific mm -hmm. channel. Um, which is like, oh man, there's keywords everywhere. They keep repeating that same phrase or like, you can even feel it if they're mixing up the phrase, but it's like, why does every other sentence manage to jam the core topic back into my face? Um, or like every link uses some type of like hyperlink text or anchor text. That's the exact keyword they want to use to rank yep. in for this other post. And you just feel like you know, it's, it's too, yeah. Templatized was a good way of describing yeah. that. Um, and so you feel that clunkiness where I see the mistake when you don't like, obviously if you overemphasize a type of like pure content, like a SAS content, um, it either comes out really great. It's like exactly what you wanted to say, how you wanted to say it. Um, which absolutely is fine. It's, it's a type of content, but it probably won't rank. And when we get into, you know, working with clients who have seen decay or they just can't figure out why this massive, massive piece of content they put together that's like super, you know, it's robust, it's got all this great data in it, uh, why mm -hmm. it won't rank. And as you're like combing through it, you can also feel in that content this element of, Man, there's like seven different types of intent going on here. Yeah. And I like 
it's not as like cohesive slash like I think it's too much. And so you start to get us like you get lost while you're reading it because you're either like overwhelmed or now you're on tangential tangential topics that like for you personally, you're like, I don't I didn't really need to know that. But that was a really long <laughs> section in yeah. here um, that like you can sort of lose control. It's like SEO does provide guide rails. Um, which is like the part of SEO that often goes misunderstood, right? It's like Google's helping you decide to like shorten or compact or like break up bits because it has a lot of data to say like people enjoy things, you know, if you're searching this specific topic, people like it broken Mm -hmm. up like this. Um, So you can sort of use both of those ideologies together and blend to get these topics that feel more elegant and well-rounded and shaped that are optimized, but also like exactly what you wanted to say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's an alarming number of people still who think of SEO as like this dark magic, like, I don't know how, how you do it, but like you you know, put that out there and we, you know, so let's just write this huge, great piece. And like, as you said, that's awesome. And it can be a really, really good resource. But if your intention is also for that to rank and drive organic traffic, then you have to think through the intent aspect of that. So we've seen like a lot of great examples of people who do well-designed, you know, multi-page, like maybe it's chapters, things that just kind of pull all like it ends up being a huge awesome well created resource but behind that one one you know layer behind that to your point is the work to understand what is the intent how to break that up and really like have each of those pages or chapters or however you kind of format it um squarely focusing on the intent behind those those searches and kind of satisfying that intent without trying to stuff it all and like while I have you let me try and explain everything really quick and yeah. that's really the the goal behind it but there are ways to just be smart and intentional and pull it together so it still feels like a big impressive resource but it also has the the elements of that and so that kind of goes back to what I was saying like get SEO involved earlier like Let's understand Mm -hmm. what are the ways we could do this to to accomplish that versus like, hey, we wrote this thing, please optimize it. And then, you know, from SEO perspective, you get in there, you're like, oh my gosh, like you said, like seven different intent topics through here and we're not really covering any of them. Um, So I I do think that, yeah, there's a lot there. That's a great example that that it it can be a a miss, I guess, when you're, you're trying to create this great piece of content, but you, you had the intention of getting organic search, but you didn't really factor that into it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, something I want to add to that, especially like the chapters narrative, when we're thinking about divvying it up and each one having its intent, uh, like another part of SEO that gets a little misunderstood is that like, one of those chapters could be your thought leadership piece, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it could n- not have a keyword focus. Totally. Like those can be within that overall structure. And like that would still be considered SEO. 
right? Like the ability to make sure that that piece doesn't compete with the intent of other things um, is still considered search engine mm -hmm. optimization. Um, and is really the role that like that manager would take in making sure like, okay, we've integrated some of these other pieces or our podcasts are connected to these things, our webinars. We've done a nice job of connecting all these pages and hubs, um, but not all of them have to be this like offensive keyword focused content creation effort. Like optimization is also just like making sure the whole thing's cohesively working. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, to your point, like, yes, making sure it doesn't ultimately conflict with something else is still part of the SEO perspective. Um, but in that scenario, point that in, and maybe that's the chapter that's like the future of X, you know, and then that's mm -hmm. where you kind of like pontificate and, and share your perspective. Um, it's also like a really good opportunity to get a lot more um, views of that thought leadership content because you've now tied it to something that you know, may ultimately end up ranking for 20, 50, 100,000 keywords that now you have so many more people coming through. And if they're consuming that, the guide or, or whatever it is, then like you also kind of get to share the perspective on the thought leadership at a, a much higher level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any like rules that you use, especially like if, if you're coming in consulting on the topic or something of, like how to ensure that SEO tactics are in service to the overall brand, the company, the company goals. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I would say not like hard and fast rules, but I would say the, the things that come to mind for me and just from my experience, one is as a company, if organic search is an important channel and it's an area where it's already important in terms of revenue and you, you anticipate investing and growing. Um, I think it helps to start a lot of things internally from the SEO perspective. Um, and so the idea behind that essentially is like, let's start with the SEO perspective and just say, Hey, here, you know, we want to create an, an academy or we want to build a community or, you know, whatever it might be, this new thing, let's talk about the SEO aspect first. Let's say in an ideal world, what would we do for SEO? And if when that's explained, everyone's like, cool, yep, good with that. Then awesome, like you're starting with something that's optimized. But then if there are people that say, hey, this actually feels you know, overly optimized or like it conflicts with what we would want to do from product, like, like you get, conversion, again, product marketing, brand, all these other voices. And you start to kind of refine there and figure out like, what are the trade-offs? Like, how do you weigh that um, to ultimately have the best balanced overall? But I think starting with SEO, because like I said, you may have people that are just cool with it. Like it works and we go and you start with something that's optimized. If not, then you kind of figure out how to collaborate together and come up with the best overall product. So I think that's one. Um, Two, I think I, I try to coach people on this a lot is like, just understand that a strong, a strong brand and clear product marketing help SEO. Like it, they are just, you know, tailwinds for everything you want to do. Um, and so it doesn't really help to be at odds 
with those efforts like you want you really just want it all um because i think it it helps and it's just a matter of working together making sure that it it does work together to your point that you don't like eat into um like create internal competition or or like conflicting intent or anything like that but um overall it's it's big and i'm just a big advocate of that um and lastly you know if you are in a SaaS company and you are responsible for seo make decisions based on business metrics not seo metrics you know and that's where like i was the one that kind of pushed at one point to like stop trying to track every keyword we rank and like do it does it move from five to six or does it go from three to two like who cares let's look at you know trials and revenue and demo requests and pipeline and these things that matter um and yes it is a pro it is a proxy to getting those results um but in the long run it will work so much better if you are concerned more with the business metric side of it than the, the pure seo aspect for sure yeah yeah and someone in the organization is going to be watching all of that like they're going to be interested in the rankings and you could see them or move yeah. them but ultimately the reporting is shouldn't be like a giant <laughs> list of polls totally. queries moving up yeah. and down because they i mean those will change day to day i've been in that yes. position where like I'm tracking and sitting in meetings with like, why did it go from two to three? Yeah. And then you, you dig, you spend a ton of time trying to hypothesize why that might've went from two to three only the next week to do, have done nothing. And now you're three to one and you're sort of, okay, I just wasted six hours. Mm -hmm. Nah, exactly. Yeah. I had nothing yeah, to do with it, business. It is a good point. Like, yes, if, if you are responsible for SEO, in a SaaS company, you should still be looking at all of the data. It's not an excuse to be like, well, I only look at revenue data. Um, like you have to, like to your point, you have to <laughs> own your craft and be responsible for that. But like no CEO is going to be standing in front of the board talking about, you know, celebrating that on this topic, we moved from number five to number two or something, you know, it's like, there, there's got to be the the so what behind it, um, and so I think that that's that. So, uh, yeah, I would say those are a few that come to mind in terms of those a rule of thumb or yeah to keep in mind for that. Yeah, I agree. I would. I think the um, the first part, it, like if SEO is important to you and you're you want to use that channel. Um, I do think you should, it's like draw a hard inked in line for like, we're, we're going to be focusing on SEO. Like everything's going to sort of be viewed as like a possible optimization opportunity. And here's what that would take, mm -hmm. um, versus sort of the like rough sketch investment where you're like, okay, like we're kind of going to be doing SEO along with some of these other sides. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Cause then you just end up not really knowing and then probably not getting results totally. out of it either. Yeah. And there, there was another example. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, at Sprout, we were creating or the, within the marketing team, it was being created a more like 
thought leadership focused blog. So basically like a second publication, like less frequency, whatever, and all that. And so, um, like I, I was advocating to just basically like, let's make this thing, like, which is not intended for search to be as awesome as possible. So it was like, let's actually just put it on a subdomain so that it can just have its own navigation and look however it needs to look and just make it awesome, you know, like, and so I think, you know, mm -hmm. that is an area where a purist SEO could be either basically being like, why are we even bothering creating this in the first place? We're spending time, like yeah, yeah. the team's going to make content that has no chance of ranking. Well, that's not the point of it. Uh, and then, you know, the second is like, well, sure, you guys can do that, but we need to like, our team needs to optimize and create briefs for everything. And it has to be in, you know, in the subfolder and blah, blah, blah. Like, and it just like, that's where you just start to crush the, the intent of it in the first place, which is brand thought leadership, you know, some of that stuff. So that's where I think, um, you know, I guess just an example of what I was saying about like advocating for brand or just these other things, like, it's great, but like, let's just help you put it in a place where you have full control. It won't actually impact, you know, our navigation or, or anything that we're trying to do on the root domain, that kind of stuff. Um, you can really help, but yeah, I guess, you know, I, I just want to say kind of overall, maybe more of my kind of closing statement is like, this is a huge part of why we do the things we do or the way we do things at 10 speed is, um, you know, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, a conflict internally because you're like, well, yeah, you know, I think we could just go like crank out a bunch of stuff really fast and check all these boxes and like maybe get faster traffic growth for our clients. But we know it's going to be less ICP focused. It's, you know, going to run into more decay and stuff down the line anyway, which just creates more cycles. And, um, it, to me, it, it just, I think it's more rewarding and intriguing to work with clients and say, Hey, you know, what feature launches do you have coming up or, you know, what, what verticals or use cases are like really converting well for you right now? And how can we incorporate that into our roadmap and really, again, sort of align towards the the business metrics and I think it plays better in the long run to say, Hey, we know what's working well and generating revenue. We're going to, you know, incorporate more and, and build more towards that in the strategy and help, you know, set these things up for more long-term success, uh, feels better than like, Hey, we got you these new rankings or, you know, we got you a bunch of irrelevant traffic or something. So, um, that's where, you know, again, like I said before, like I wouldn't want to be in a pure play. SEO situation. And I think that that really is, just comes through a lot in how we approach stuff at 10 speed. Yeah. That's what <laughs> right on. <laughs> I didn't want to be a content mill SEO. Nope. Yeah. But yeah, I think that covers most of it. Yeah. I, like I said, I think that was kind of my, my closing thoughts on that. So, um, yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, if you would like to check out any of our prior episodes, uh, visit 10speed.io slash podcast. 
Um, please like and subscribe on any of the platforms uh, you prefer.